Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com spoken today. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer and try Peloton risk-free with Peloton Rentals at onepeloton.com slash bike slash rentals. Hey guys, welcome to Lovecast, a boys love podcast where we talk about everything related to boys love. I'm your host Pixie and with me are my co-hosts Kayla and Alexa. Hi. Hi. And today we have a guest with us, Amanda. Hi. Hi. And you have some, like I found you through the Yowie Shelf podcast. Yes. 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 And you have, do you have any, do you have some other projects? I have too many other projects. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am a panelist, media critic, and cosplayer. You can find all of those things under Ichiyume, and I have another show where I talk about literature while drunk, unfortunately nice. required reading. <laughs> Gotta do something with that English degree. Yes. <laughs> yeah that's awesome so that's that's perfect for today's topic we're gonna yeah. be t- discussing fan fiction wow and more precisely fan fiction made of real people oh. like real boys okay. love actors okay or stuff like Idols. that and okay. the morality of that okay you're combining all of my favorite things yeah <laughs> optics and ethics and consent yes. let's go yes y'all weren't expecting actual jargon were you well no you listen to the yowie shelf you're you expected it we yeah, know yeah, jargon know we know that, about that yeah she goes here it's okay she can sit with us yeah, so this idea came over because uh, some people were asking in the Discord server what our thoughts were mm-hmm. about the making like a story out of two real people's life, especially mm-hmm. if you, it's uh, two Thai actors, boy love mm-hmm. actors that you ship together. Mm-hmm. And how is that okay with the thought that it's real people you are inserting in mm-hmm. a story? Mm-hmm. And I am really curious too, because I know my opinion on it, mm-hmm. but I haven't heard anyone else's opinion on it, which makes me mm-hmm. sort of doubt myself somehow, <laughs> if you know what I mean. <laughs> I do. I get what you mean. And um, it's actually interesting that you bring this up now because I've actually found something that has sort of softened my opinion on this topic. 
Mm-hmm. I used to be a little bit more rigid in the anti sense, but I mm-hmm. fell down a rabbit hole a couple of weeks ago yeah. that was willing <laughs> to change my opinion to a little bit more of okay, yeah. I can yeah. see the appeal of this. Yeah. As far as how I feel about it, I think in the context of two Thai actors that are already doing a BEL, it's less mm-hmm. about shipping those people and more about shipping those characters, characters. who happen to have their faces. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. To me, where I start getting into hot water, air quotes, is when you're shipping two real people who are not necessarily doing this for a bit or for acting. Right. Mm-hmm. One of my big examples is like, I don't know if you guys watch like BuzzFeed Unsolved or a uh, Watcher. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Right. A lot of people will ship Shane Ryan and Shane. Yeah. And like, I can definitely get how people have come to that conclusion. <laughs> yeah. But those are real human beings with mm. real significant others who, mm-hmm. from what I can check notes, are not sleeping with each other. Yeah. So that to me is where you get into that whole like consenty, weird this isn't a bit kind of thing. I think, yeah. especially with how essentially fan servicey a lot of the Thai and Filipino BL yeah. is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those guys are asking for you to ship it. It's basically like gravitation, but with television. They're yeah. they're hoping <laughs> that you guys buy that it's actually gay. Yeah, that yeah. way they can make money. It's am I wrong? It's gravitation, yeah, no. but with TV. <laughs> like it's <laughs> yeah it's it's some manager feverish in the corner make it gayer just <laughs> throwing rainbows yeah, well, and glitter. that's no joke either like it's, i know it's yeah it's pretty bad but there's like a, there's a discussion to be had like if sure. it's okay like are these actors actually okay with that or do they just have to do it because they're told to do it to make a living yeah i think at this stage it sort of uh depends i think mm. for a I think where, again, like I start getting into issue is like in a lot of the Asian space, because the idea of how much control and onus these people have over their bodies is um, to be polite, questionable, mm-hmm. <laughs> insert any discourse about K-pop idols I was and stuff say, like it that. I was going to say into K-pop like, very in, easily. <laughs> insert any discourse about K-pop. Yeah. I would definitely have some concern about how much onus these people have over their bodies at least with some of the Thai BL mm. some of these guys do genuinely seem to be enjoying themselves like they, yeah yeah like they are genu- they might not be gay but they're having a great time playing gay <laughs> an American example comes to mind and that's a supernatural if I'm going to take mm, us back right. to 2010 yeah, yeah. where yeah. You know, no don't be excited about that we're going to go back to oh, Super Hulock no, no we're, we're going back excited. to Dashcon. we're going back to Super Hulock oh Home my stuff god is a religion let's go war flashbacks um, i know ptsd trigger (laughs) warning for everyone (laughs) over like 25 just old fujo ptsd noises (laughs) but supernatural had that problem where you had jensen ackles who was very uncomfortable to the point where the fans accused him of homophobia with shipping he's not homophobic from what i know i've not met him Mm. but from what i know he's not actually homophobic he just didn't like girls writing about his fictional character dicking down another fictional character especially his brother when that fictional character his big issue was destiel (laughs) really no one did wincest no one who like asked him questions i know the term brought up wincest (laughs) yeah how is there a fact that that term exists yeah yeah i was gonna say how is that a term that exists i didn't wincest (laughs) what the fuck because yes, they had a very big fandom 
the yeah, Winchester well, brothers shipping the brothers. But it wasn't as big as Destiel. As Destiel. Yeah, that's true. So Wincest was big, and then this brooding angel fell from fuck all Heaven. sky <laughs> and took over all the gay. <laughs> well, I get it. <laughs> the same. Like when, when you only had the two brothers to ship, then great. And then this literal fucking angel, literal angel, angel. <laughs> this homoerotic angel who looks like all of our ex boyfriends, glittered <laughs> gaily from the sky, and he was and here to disrupt the gay. <laughs> but Jensen Ackles got a lot of heat for not liking yeah. that discourse. Jared Padalecki, he's more okay with it but is still uncomfortable but not as bad a lot of the american voice actors will also express a lot of discomfort like if you go to a lot of mm. anime conventions mm. a lot of the american voice actors are kind of like eh. <laughs> well some of the japanese voice actors really lean into it i.e any yeah. hitalia press conference watch yeah. any hitalia japanese cast press conference and they are all living that yeah. this is gay as hell and that they're having a great time <laughs> I'm going to go a little bit on the deep end here. By all means. <laughs> Them having an issue with yes. the shipping. I feel like that grows into some insecurities they're having with themselves. And I mean, okay, how I see this is... Yeah. It's a story. It's a fictional story. No one knows them in real life. Like, mm -hmm. if I was going to write a fan fiction mm -hmm. about whoever... Mm -hmm. Dust gel, whatever. I don't know them as people. My fiction is not going to be a representation of them mm -hmm. as real people. It's just a story. And I mean, personally, I wouldn't mm -hmm. be uncomfortable if someone was like using me as. But I think um, it's really easy to say that. Like, not to cut you yeah, off. I, I think that's really easy to say. Mm. I think you also have to consider these are actors, this is their mm -hmm. job. Mm -hmm. Not to say that they're the same person, but I imagine it is much harder for Jensen Ackles to separate himself from Dean Winchester. Mm. So when a bunch of people are going around saying, I jerked off feverishly to Dean Winchester, that's him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like that. So in fan logic, you are correct. This is not a representation mm. of him, his wife, his kids, nothing. Mm -hmm. But to him, who you are imagining when you're writing this fan fiction, yeah. who yeah. is the person kissing the real Misha Collins, yeah. that line is very different. Mm. So as fans, we have to respect that. We do. Mm -hmm. And I think because we live in this murky parasocial world with so many of these people, we really easily forget that. So mm -hmm. then we do bring this up and yeah. they are frankly disgusted by our indulgent disgusting behavior <laughs> yeah because it's weird mm -hmm. not to be rude i've done it but it's weird <laughs> that we do this yeah. you know you don't have, well i was gonna say we don't have people writing fan fiction about presidents but we have hamilton which is literally that <laughs> it's just fan fiction yeah. about presidents yeah let's say please tell me i'm lying tell me no i will square up <laughs> like we don't have that kind of discourse on anything else mm. and realistically if we did like i'm pretty sure if you resurrected ronald reagan from the dead and say we have fan fiction of you and richard nixon like going at it first of all he'd wonder why there are a bunch of brown people with college degrees because that's not what he wanted <laughs> <laughs> sorry he'd be like why are all these colored people educated that isn't what i asked for and then he'd be horrified 
He'd be horrified that that's what you're doing with his image, with his name, with his title, with his dick that hopefully you haven't seen because he was president. <laughs> like he'd be he'd be horrified by that. Mm-hmm. So I kind of get it from both sides. I get it from the fan creator side of mm-hmm. this is a character that I've come to know and love, which means I want him to know and love this other character very well, mostly mm-hmm. his asshole. But also at the same time, I get on the actor end that I wouldn't necessarily want what is essentially me running around dicking down other people that I probably know. Mm-hmm. Does that make more sense? Yeah, I do get it. And I, I do also like get respecting people's boundaries mm-hmm. around this, mm-hmm. which makes it really hard when some, in some fandom, some actors and mm-hmm. stuff, they can't say anything. Mm-hmm. Because it's part of their image, like they know that if they act this out more, they will earn more money. So mm-hmm. they just let it happen, even mm-hmm. though it's uncomfortable for them. Right. So I agree. So there's a really hard line there to figure out. Okay, mm-hmm. I would never write a fan fiction about someone who has said explicitly that mm-hmm. they don't want it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there's a lot of people who can't speak up, and sure. so where do we? Where do we draw the line? Honestly, I don't know if that's a question you'll ever be an answer for. <laughs> no, I have an answer. It's be fucking chill. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I do. Like, it's actually very easy to answer. <laughs> don't go waving your stuff around like it's a dissertation. Yeah. Don't ask these guys to sign your hentai Bible. Yeah. Don't yeah. make them sign your erotic fan art. Yeah. Don't say, hey, can you voice act this project for me? Oh, and you just God. want like five minutes of moaning. Yeah. Just yeah. don't be fucking weird. That's <laughs> there's a very short and simple answer to that question because yeah. you know what you're right there's probably a lot of actors that are super uncomfortable with this and just haven't said anything because mm-hmm. either they can't or realistically they don't know mm-hmm. there are some actors that yeah. know and love it like Mads Mikkelsen loves it he is yeah, so glad of all the homoerotic fanfic yeah yeah some <laughs> he, people re- lean. he eats this up for breakfast every morning his breakfast is like some androgynous beautiful person and then a plate of AO3 fanfic. Yeah. Like, life to live, man. I, yes, he's a gorgeous man. Oh my God. But like, off topic. No, it's not. Tangent. No, it's not. Because there's a lot of fanfic of him that he loves. Yeah. There's a lot of fanfic of him and Hideo Kojima, like married, living a Yuri on Ice LARP, because they look shockingly similar. It looks very similar. There's a lot of fanfic of that, and he's aware of it and loves it to the mm-hmm. extent that he feeds into it. Yeah, yeah. So you're free to do that shipping because both of them are aware and both of them right. know it. But yeah. if you are unsure, relax. Yeah. In theory, no one's stopping you unless someone mm-hmm. does because they can sue you yeah. <laughs> if they find out. <laughs> Fun fact. But yeah, like don't have don't bring this stuff to voice actors or actors or actresses. You don't need to like yeah. bring your unmentionables jar to them. You don't yeah. have to do any. You're right. I brought something back for you. It means <laughs> like you live in the same places of the internet that I do. Yeah. Like you don't. You don't, have, don't. Don't be weird. And I know that's hard mm. for Fujin. I know. Yeah. I was a gross Naruto running in the mall little troll goblin like <laughs> ten plus years ago. Uh-huh. I was. Uh-huh. But like. The best way to mitigate that is to not be weird in front of human beings. Mm -hmm. That's why we have the internet. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) This is where we can be weird. 
Yeah, and we do like have designated sites to put these this stuff on. Absolutely. Without... Yeah. So I think it's really weird when people want to put Show their, their fic. <laughs> fic or whatever in the faces of the people actually yeah they wrote it about and like i've seen like people doing fan art and stuff like sexual fan art and trying to get the people they dan and phil like i mean to watch it people who have leaned in like you know they've done the reading fanfics about themselves type thing but like also like sending that type of stuff unsolicited like you said like mm-hmm. it's simple to not do that <laughs> yeah. it's about the parasocial relationship that we build mm-hmm. with these people especially as fictional characters and especially mm-hmm. now on the internet where yeah. all we have is this echo chamber of each other at yeah. this stage i don't think if you saw jensen ackles walking down the street i don't think you'd say jensen you'd say dean dean yeah mm-hmm. that's very true yeah. he's not not to perpetuate objectivism he is not a person right. <laughs> Yeah, he's Dean Winchester. Mm-hmm. If you saw Misha Collins just doing whatever the hell he does, wherever the hell he does, mm-hmm. he's Castiel. He's yeah. not Misha Collins. Actually, Jared Padlacki, who's Sam Winchester, his family is dangerously close to where I live right now. So he mm-hmm. is spotted very frequently where I live, mm-hmm. and, and people I guarantee are like you, Sam Winchester. Yeah, no one is effing saying. <laughs> Jared Padlacki, because firstly, they can't pronounce that last name. They're saying Sam. And he's answering to Sam. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to think about the parasocial relationship that comes with fandom. It is inherently parasocial, especially Mm -hmm. when you have real people to attach it to. Mm -hmm. And media is designed to make you attach to these real people. Think about the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. Mm. They have done so much work that when you think of Captain America, who are you thinking about? Collins, yeah. When I say Iron Man, who are you thinking about? Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, I mean, you're right. Like, yeah. the people become their characters in, right. in spaces like that. To, to the point that it's distracting seeing them mm-hmm. doing anything else and actually sometimes yeah. detrimental to their careers. Yeah, that's very true. I find that very fascinating if you compare it to how they're doing it in Thailand with the BL actors. Mm-hmm. Because in Thailand with the BL actors, you ship them by their mm-hmm. real names mm-hmm. and they're not they're more that ship than they are that individual a- characters actors. they play right yeah. so it's completely different like you're more leaned into the persons rather than the characters they play and on one hand it's really dangerous mindset because you now you're treating real people like you would treat like the actors and the, the characters. characters yeah yeah and but we have influencers like mm-hmm. I don't like it's really not that forward when you break it down like we have influencers that mm-hmm. we do that with all the time mm-hmm. we have YouTubers that we do that with all the time <laughs> yeah like I mean it's still weird but it's definitely mm-hmm. not as forward or as revolutionary as I think any of us assume we're just yeah. not used to framing it that way especially when it comes yeah. to BL but like a lot of this stuff is not newly treaded ground it's a tale as old as time Mm-hmm. And we've had this. I mean, this is like any power couple in the media. Think about mm. Brangelina. Right. Like, we've been doing this. We have done this before. We yeah. still do this with on-screen romance. Think about what happened with, oh my God, A Star is Born with Lady Gaga and whoever the male Oh, Bradley Cooper? Is yeah, sure. Yeah. That, guy. <laughs> that, that white what, guy. That re- whatever, yeah, whatever mop they had in place for Lady Gaga. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but that happened. We're like, oh, look at how close they are. Yeah. yeah 
It's like, look yeah. at all that chemistry. It's like, yeah, they're I mean, that's what BL is. That's, right. you know, that's what, and you know, the thing with BL is that the companies encourage it because like you said mm-hmm. earlier, like that's what makes them money. Right. So I feel like, you know, from the company standpoint, you know, mm-hmm. encouraging things like people writing fanfics about their actors or their mm-hmm. pairings is good for them because like it gets the word out there and Absolutely. it has the potential to make their shit more popular. Absolutely. They can produce more shows, fan meetings and all that type of stuff. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's very much something that's like encouraged by the companies and like the production companies that are making these shows in particular. Mm-hmm. And like, that's mm-hmm. something we've talked about before, like in that case, how much of it falls on the fans versus the company and stuff like that so yeah it's just like a weird dynamic to kind of navigate talking about i feel i mean capitalism is here to ruin everything yeah Mm -hmm. capitalism at the bottom line yeah so capitalism is here to ruin everything but also like that to me speaks so much to the power of fujin money Mm -hmm. and that's Mm -hmm. something that a lot of mm, to put it politely male cishet fans don't get yeah is they ask well why didn't this show get popular because it's not gay enough honey (laughs) it's us who are moving the marketing needle it's not you who's been watching one piece for 20 years yeah you are not moving the marketing needle Mm. it's 30 plus fujins like me because we have to have money income yep we have time we have resources it's also not like the 15 year olds who are trying to cancel everything because Mm -hmm. it's a problematic they're very loud but they're broke yeah it's us we're the ones moving the marketing needle Mm -hmm. so to me that also speaks very highly to the power of fujin and that's where Mm -hmm. i would encourage especially us older content creators to be Mm -hmm. responsible Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. we are Mm -hmm. allowed to create especially since we're not profiting off of it Mm -hmm. now i will say where you get to some murky legal stuff is when you start like selling this stuff of real Mm -hmm. people because that Mm -hmm. to me feels like prostitution yeah don't do that I think that's gross and weird, but if you're just doing this for your own consumption and the consumption for other fans, like on AO3 or Wattpad or something, Mm. ship and let ship, especially if there's a company kind of encouraging you to do that. Mm. Now, Mm. I do agree. There is some like ethical this to it Mm -hmm. where how much of this is perpetuated by actors who genuinely want to do this right versus how much of this is a smile like you mean it kind of we gotta do this to get our check kind of thing yeah Yeah. there's like some dude with a cattle prod in the back saying make it gay go do it again do it again kiss him which is the best job i could ever ask for it's just someone with a pokey stick like go on be more gay go be more gay it sounds like my dream job Mm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. so i'm curious like this has been and i feel like part of what influenced this topic also like we've had a recent uptake i would say in the live action bl sector yes. there have been a lot of novels that are mm-hmm. being adapted into mm-hmm. shows mm-hmm. that are based on k-pop idols mm-hmm. real bl actors mm-hmm. that kind of stuff and mm-hmm. fans have been kind of pushing back against that saying mm-hmm. we don't want you to basically like profit off of like a novel you made based on a real person type of thing Mm -hmm. so like there have been a couple novels that have been like pulled off the shelves or like they're being forced to go in and change names if they're names of real bl actors out there and stuff like that Mm -hmm. um people don't want the series to go through and that kind of stuff so i feel like that's also kind of been an ongoing issue the past couple months in like the live action sector of bl and like i don't really know where to like fall on that i mean because like you said it's like this person like I don't know they wrote the novel because it was something they enjoyed a pairing they enjoyed Mm -hmm. a production company found it and picked it up they put it on the market and Mm -hmm. then 
media production company came again and said like we want to make this into a tv show so like what mm-hmm. responsibility then does the author have like and being respectful to the people that they base the novel on or the story on, you know, should well, be underlined that. Yeah, yeah. It, not anymore. It's all because they don't own it anymore, right? Yeah, well, but, also but it should to, it should be said also that the novels do get rewritten to the mm-hmm. point that it's an original. Right. So the fan fiction side of it does like get it's changed. an original story, but it's like yeah. based on a K-pop idol or but you know, that's that's ca- pick. if that's the case, then like no Omega verse novel should exist ever. <laughs> yeah, right. Every <laughs> Omega verse novel is based on like the same two fanfic. If that's yeah. the case, Fifty Shades of Grey yeah. should exist. I mean, exactly. it shouldn't. Ex- it shouldn't exist, but mm-hmm. like not for that reason. <laughs> <laughs> it shouldn't exist for other reasons, like being bad depictions of anal. But right. like, that's not the reason why it shouldn't exist. Mm-hmm. But also, then to me, you're looking at media like it's a vacuum. Like mm-hmm. all these people don't talk. Mm-hmm. Right. Someone had to say something to the guys who they're imagining. Like. It, media doesn't right. happen in a vacuum that way mm-hmm. so i don't think it's as scandalous when you think about it that way but mm-hmm. also to your point they do change a lot of shit in the background mm-hmm. now if someone just like wholesale is posting and publishing doujin where like nothing's redacted <laughs> i mean that's sus but that's also how media works right. look at a lot of modern movies where they'll basically fanficify real life things cough yeah. hamilton yeah mm-hmm. There was a Harriet Tubman movie where they looped in a romance with a guy that never I existed. Heard. I heard. Yeah. Like that's fanficification. And mm-hmm. Harriet Tubman was a real person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like mm-hmm. we do that all the time. This is true because, already. Yeah. Yeah. But because it's BL, because it's gay, it gets more flack mm. for doing stuff that media east and west has been doing has already been doing since yeah. media wow mm-hmm. yeah that's re- like i've literally never thought about how we already fanficify so many real yeah you're historical welcome. events and real people yeah look at the alamo that's all fan yeah. fiction <laughs> that's yeah. literally all just fan i'm like fiction. mind blown right now like it's you really just something connected something either. in my brain it's yeah. exactly it's going not on new. since like they started writing <laughs> yes i mean, I mean my, okay, so my favorite thing right now is like debunking like the very, very heteronormative view that people have on like archaeology and history because there was one mm. guy, oh my God, he tweeted this and it was like, why can't people be like the Greco Roman, you know, heroes and gods? It's like, I have some bad news for you about the Greco Roman. <laughs> they were all fucking each other. <laughs> yeah, like Zeus fucked a swan. Like, I have some really bad news for you about if yeah. you're trying to say like Alexander the Great was the bastion of like male dominance, nah, fam. I got news for you, buddy. <laughs> I got news for you. He was a uh, oof. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I love that, especially like in archaeological digs where, you know, they'll find like two people side by side and it's like they oh, were they must best have, friends. They were good. They must have been family or good friends. It's they like right. each other's brace and brace. You could have a fossilized dick and a fossilized dude's ass, and they'd still try to make it sound like they were just friends. In friendship. Yeah, in friendship. Yeah. A friend sodomy. Mm-hmm. Like you <laughs> You probably uh... weren't expecting this. I apologize. <laughs> it's all good. But yeah, like we've been doing this forever, but it's and I talk about this a lot on the Yaoi shelf. It gets flack because it's gay. Gay. Yeah. And because women yeah. like it and we're an easy mm. target to pick on because mm-hmm. no one likes female pleasure. 
no one Mm. the east the west probably space has some misogynists i don't know i hope not (laughs) i mean there's had jeffrey bezos so they do have some misogynists he's Um, been there misogyny has been there (laughs) yeah misogyny has infiltrated space we don't like female pleasure Mm-hmm. we don't mm-hmm. like things that make women and girls happy we just yeah. don't mm-hmm. that's not what society has ever been trained to enjoy yeah. because you know when women started reading they started wanting pants and rights and abortions and not mm-hmm. wanting to be property man yeah. I always, how dare they <laughs> how, dare, how they? dare they how dare they want to be equals next they're gonna say they want autonomy over their bodies <laughs> you know but we're we're tuned to not like things that women like yeah. Mm-hmm. so here are things so like you're describing these things and i'm like oh you mean that thing that we've been doing for 50 years mm. and people are mad now because yeah. i guess everyone forgot that history exists yeah. mm. seriously <laughs> I, guess, <laughs> I guess everyone forgot that history exists and we've been doing this forever i just found out today sojourner truth her most famous uh poem anti a woman actually wasn't written by her it was written by some random white woman that changed her new york accent to southern to make her sound less educated wow i did not know that yeah and it's actually not anti a woman it was aren't i a woman that got changed in the 19 in the 20th century 1900s when you're ready to pop the question the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring at BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer and try Peloton risk-free with Peloton Rentals at onepeloton.com slash bike slash rentals. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. 
So the most famous thing we've ever attributed to Sojourner Truth was was written by a white woman and then redone again not too long ago. Wow. But yeah, to make it sound more low and black. And black, yeah. I was gonna make it sound more black, but I didn't say. So we've been doing this for a minute. We have been fanficifying real people for a while. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But look at who's doing it. That's mm. who yeah that's where the problem is, is like men can make their war movies about whatever random oh historical God, event they it. want oh I hate and so much. do it however they want to but you except know, for michael make... bay <laughs> he, he couldn't do it because he made a pearl harbor movie where the kamikaze planes were the best part and that was bad <laughs> michael, yeah, bay, michael could bay not do a it whole. you know what popped into my head when we were talking about like men and fanficifying things porn yeah (laughs) they make porn out of pirates of the caribbean and like every movie out there they're made into a porn yeah because those are hot archetypes to flailing men Mm, to flailing impotent men right and women are more likely to want to swing on jack sparrow than some basement (laughs) incel (laughs) (laughs) sorry have I brought too much truth to this podcast? <laughs> yeah, I love it. Never too much truth. <laughs> have, I brought too much, have I brought too much truth to this show? I apologize. No, but that's a really interesting way to look at it. Like, I've been having real difficulties trying to form my thoughts around it. Because mm-hmm. and on one hand, I really like fan fiction. And I really yeah. like the fan fiction that's created off of real quote-unquote real people because it's escape from reality right Mm -hmm. so it's a way for me to kind of escape from my own problems and everything and I Mm -hmm. used to use fan fiction when I was little when I was a teenager Mm -hmm. to sort of work through my issues yeah work through my trauma work through Mm -hmm. my depression work Mm -hmm. through all of that through writing and which has become such a important thing for me. Yeah, same. And, and I also think there's a lot of fan fiction out there that's better than a lot of the original stuff there. No, oh, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> fix it, fix her. I, I wrote a manifesto as to why I write a while ago. Mm-hmm. And the number one reason I say why I write is I write for revenge. Mm-hmm. I know I can do it better sometimes. And I know that sounds really like dickish and hubristic. No. Yeah, yeah, but like, yeah, I, I know I can do it better. <laughs> I know I can. Like Harry Potter, that no longer belongs to that turf. That yeah. belongs to us. Yeah, yeah. That's ours. You know, Harry Potter stopped belonging to J.K. Rowling when she came out with that letter about I tense. mean, realistically, it came I... out when she tried to blue ball us with, with Dumbledore. Oh, She's yeah. been canceled for a minute. <laughs> yeah. Or when she tried to make all of the goblins Jew-coded by mm. having them be greedy and bank tellers. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> when you so look J- back at it, you're like, I don't know what oh, the sides so were all there. I don't know how we were all like shocked Pikachu face. All the signs were right in front of us. Yeah. And I guess because we were just children and dumb. We were like, we, we were just too busy. To go to Hogwarts. No, yeah. you know what it is? It's because it's a fantasy and you reading it as a fantasy, you're not seeing it as reality. But no, there's a lot of realities deep Absolutely into it. Absolutely not. Because Tolkien is the reason we have fantasy racism. Okay. Yeah. Because he this coded, I went to a school, ma'am. I, <laughs> I'm kidding. She's Tolkien like, I got this literature degree. Yeah. 
I double majored, so I can't even communicate it effectively. Tolkien is the reason why we have fantasy racism. He classed and based his orcs off of those air quotes, not so lovely Mongol types. Like he is, mm. there's a reason why the elves look pure and Aryan because this isn't at all a war allegory. Like he's the reason we have fantasy racism because everyone's pulling from him. Right. Yeah. So because we have coding, you still have fantasy racism. Mm-hmm. Look at most of the aliens on a sci-fi show. You can probably tell there's still some kind of black, probably. Yeah. Right. This like, is very true. Even though it's fantasy, that racism still exists. It still exists. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it was easier for J.K. Rowling to get away with it because her audience at the time were children. Young. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or like 10, 11 years yeah. old. And like, now they we're know. adults and we're like huh holy shit <laughs> are the goblins all supposed to have like long crooked noses and be really stingy and bank tellers yeah. and greedy because that feels sus yeah <laughs> i never thought about it but it's kind of like i'm probably like in a situation and in a life where i don't have to think about stuff like that and it's it sounds very wrong when I say it like that, but it's not that. I mean, I you recognize that you have a privilege to not I was about to say, yeah. like, you have privilege, yeah. that's okay. And like... I, I know I have it, but I don't know where to always find the information I need to educate myself. And learn it. Ask or... people. Mm. Yeah. Black, we're, we're black people aren't magic. Like, <laughs> just ask. Like, you don't have to, like, rub a stone and wish upon a star. Like, just... Mm-hmm ask a person of color don't be yeah. rude about it but like because we're not you know because we're, we're not the guy from song of the south where we'll just oh let me tells you a tale yeah we're not, <laughs> we're not here for that either but like just talk pixie you've done it before like yeah. you know yeah. you talked about before how we've had those conversations about stuff that you have not had to think about and understand mm. and you mm. know i think i think a lot of people are willing to explain to you mm-hmm. yeah as long as you're coming to them like you mm-hmm. said not in a rude way and just, yeah. just like genuinely wanting to learn not trying mm-hmm. to be like condescending and stuff like that mm-hmm. which you never have been when you've asked mm-hmm. me stuff so right. I like I think you know because we want to help people I mean mm-hmm. eh, some of us want <laughs> there's to help something people. to be said about should we have to be the ones that you know do it I was about to say like, no 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 <laughs> Not, not, not all of us want to help people. Some of us just want to watch the world burn. I will say there's a quote that comes to mind. I was talking about Chinua Achebe's book, Things Fall Apart. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a quote about colonialism that actually reminded me of this. And, um, Lord, help me be a woman or man who is always questioning. Ooh, right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. as long as you're thinking, mm-hmm. even if it's faint, even if you're off the mark entirely, I'd rather you over question Mm -hmm. and then like have to have someone of color like you know stop that (laughs) then to not question at all yeah just go blindly over your head i think like most of my issues with asking questions is that usually when or sometimes when i've asked questions in the past i've gotten a lot of backlash even though it's not yeah yeah and it's usually from other white people that's a huge yeah. issue in modern yeah. allyship is that it's a lot of white women yelling over brown people. Yeah. Yeah. So don't like ask they, the fake don't ask them. Yeah, like don't and don't like... ask them. I very much am a big fan of um, doing this stuff in private. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So don't bro- don't telecast that stuff necessarily mm-hmm. because the optics of it will always make you look ignorant. Just fun fact, the optics mm-hmm. of that will never be in your favor. Mm-hmm. So just ask a shoot close someone friend. a dm yeah, yeah send someone a yeah. message like give them a call like yeah 
that's what discord is for but like yeah. to my, a lot of my white friends they'll just message me like hey does this i'm community engagement manager for fangirl nation mm. so every once in a while i will have girls reach out like hey is this culturally sound is this mm. okay are these terms offensive they don't like broadcast it to the world can i use this word <laughs> like they don't do that because it's gonna make them look dumb or they might end up saying a slur and not knowing it's a slur yeah yeah so yeah. they just pull me aside and I've I have told them that they can do that mm-hmm. yeah I have empowered I will be your dedicated magical negro mm-hmm. you can do that with me <laughs> I think that when because of the topic like Alexa is talking about that I asked mm-hmm. her about I did in the BL discord server and mm-hmm. I I could have private messaged her about it mm-hmm. but I also felt like it's sort of a sort of safe space because we there know a lot of the people there space. yeah i know but it feels safe so, <laughs> so i i did it publicly in the server because i knew other people were wondering the same question mm-hmm. and if i could have a com- conversation with alexa who i knew was a calm person who would explain this to me mm-hmm. then other people would see that conversation as well and get the information that was your first mistake is having faith in people on the internet (laughs) (laughs) well but you also have to keep in mind of how sensitive this stuff is for us yeah Mm -hmm. yeah we mentioned this at the top of the show raise your hand if you're neurodivergent most of us like we're weird and wonderful Mm -hmm. and the worst place to hold discourse is through typing you can't read context you can't Mm -hmm. read syntax Mm -hmm. you can't read tone or intent Mm-hmm. So you take a bunch of neurodivergent people who, for most of us, have been waiting for this moment our entire lives. Mm-hmm. Some of us, especially those of us of color, we are perpetually amped and ready to take down a comment because that's what we've been trained for. Mm-hmm. We have been preparing. It's like, not to make us exoticize, we're like the Zulu just sharpening spears. We've been waiting. <laughs> so ready. <laughs> And we don't mean for it to be like that, but that's how society has trained us. Right. Mm -hmm. Especially here in the U.S. Yeah. That is how we are trained because most of the time when a white woman opens her mouth towards a bunch of brown people, it ends badly for us. Mm, This is true. So most of us, we've been sharpening the maxes for a minute and then good intention pokes its head around the door and we accidentally swing. (laughs) (laughs) We're ready to like take someone out. Because we've been waiting. Yeah. So... Yeah, first of all, don't have trust in people on the internet. That will always end poorly. But also understand <laughs> that the internet is uniquely set up for failure when it comes to a discourse. That's mm-hmm. true. It's not a good tool to have deep conversations. Yeah. It's just not. That's not what it was set up to do. It was set up to make you feel bad about your life. And mm. <laughs> yeah, that's that. <laughs> yeah, that's that. <laughs> it was it was designed to make you feel bad about your life. That's its entire job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do feel like... I'm a very naive person. I'll it's just okay. say that. But I do actually, I like having not arguments, but discussions with people online. Yeah. As long as they're on the side of discussions and not yes. on the side of arguments. An attack or, right. <laughs> yeah. And, very, and it's very, very easy and very subjective as to where that line falls. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, absolutely. I know, like, for me, as someone who's neurodivergent and has a lot of trauma, I know like my line is probably different from a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I know I say fight me a lot for a person who cried about a video of a dog getting groomed. Oh. Like, I say fight me a lot mm-hmm. for someone who cries regularly over TikTok. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, me. 
Like, literally. So even though I'm constantly saying square up, I'm not emotionally ready for someone to actually square up. Yeah. I'm just not. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, it uniquely sets you up for failure to have these deep conversations. Mm-hmm. And also, especially if you're projecting to a mostly American audience, we are very cynical to anyone actually wanting to have a deep conversation with us. It's true. Most people don't. They want to find mm-hmm. a weakness that they can exploit and to use against us later mm-hmm. as ammunition. Mm-hmm. I.e. anything done to queer people over the last however many years. Right. Mm. I.e. McCarthyism. <laughs> mm. Yeah. I.e. what happened to the Black Panthers. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So we're pretty hardwired to not trust anyone outside looking in who has questions about us. Mm-hmm. So I, I can respect that naivety. And that's something I have not to sound like a basic Karen at Starbucks. I have a lot of friends who are overseas. Um, <laughs> so that naivety is something that I got mm-hmm. have gotten used to because yeah, like I have friends in Norway and in Denmark and in other parts of mm-hmm. Europe who are like says blunt thing and I'm just like shocked yeah. Pikachu. It's like no. <laughs> no, you can't no. You, you no, no. no 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 you, sh- <laughs> you just to- let me help you. <laughs> right. And you have to become like someone's brown Yoda. Because they're getting yelled at in an online chat room because they said something that ends up being yeah. You know what I've experienced in starting this podcast Mm -hmm. like eight months ago? Mm -hmm. I am noticing that a lot of my friends, family, and in general other people in Norway say a lot of dumb shit without thinking. (laughs) And, And I'm just... I keep like... In my whole life, I haven't noticed this. And suddenly, I'm noticing it. And I'm just like, what the fuck is wrong with you guys? Why are you talking like that? You guys live in a relatively small land with very, very relatively small problems. I have a friend in Norway. The biggest conversation we've had consistently is wanting to go to Sweden and burn down the Christmas goat. <laughs> okay, that yeah. is the longest running conversation we've had has been about gravitation and wanting to go to sweden and burn down the christmas goat i mean yeah plans <laughs> like priorities I, are just different and that's okay yeah. like that's fine yeah i had an employee a young girl who yeah. said that some old dude that was visiting the like shoemaker yeah. in the same building said yeah. something inappropriate to her mm-hmm and the shoemaker who is his friend told me that like young people are too sensitive mm. yeah, yeah i hear that a lot yeah. and he like he commented this old dude commented on, on this young girl's appearance like mm-hmm. i don't know exactly what he said but he was talking about how how she looked something about her like figure right mm-hmm. and the shoemaker just like yeah teenagers or young people are too sensitive and it was just sensitive. a joke and i'm just like what i get offended over everything the snowflakes yeah yeah it's mm-hmm. not that we're sensitive it's just that we don't put up with this crap anymore that exactly right? or at least mm-hmm. most of us don't i know like i was mm-hmm. raised by southern people so mm-hmm. i still sometimes am just shocked my friends are always like how did you epically take them down it's like i didn't because i don't want to get shot i'm still a black woman in america i'm not allowed to pop off i gotta be safe (laughs) someone will hurt me i had something very similar where there was i worked in a large building downtown and one of the guys below us made like custom cowboy boots because this is texas and of course Mm -hmm. he did 
mm-hmm. and he has this like fancy sh- like foot machine like you put your foot on and it like maps your foot using i don't know whatever mm-hmm. program tony stark used to solve time travel and <laughs> avengers Endgame. i don't know what it was it was dumb to me so i step on the thing because you know he's showing off his new toy his new mm-hmm. metallic phallus so i step on the thing and he's like you have you know a very flat foot it's like yes it's like I- i'm seeing a lot of pressure here it's like yes if you could just lose 10 pounds oh i just froze i just i froze i feel like my body reset itself and you're like like, that happened it was like you may dot exe crashed (laughs) and you know my boss is there and he's like are you okay it's like i never want to see that man again yeah yeah like and immediately went to like holding back a wet cat yeah like (laughs) god like it went from freezing and not knowing how to handle that to mm-hmm. if I ever see this man again on site yeah on site I don't care <laughs> if he's old I don't care I'm gonna take him down and it's mm-hmm. not gonna be pretty and it went yeah like every time we passed him subsequently my boss like put an arm out it's like don't you <laughs> <laughs> hold him back hold him back <laughs> like yeah like people make comments like that and it's usually yeah. I feel it a lot in the fan spaces honestly just because a lot of us do have a lot to say Mm-hmm. but a lot of us don't know how to say it mm-hmm. and the problem is that most of it's rooted in a real problem yeah but it's puffed up into something imaginary mm-hmm. like my favorite discussion about like problematic content like especially in fan fiction and stuff like that because while there is a valid point to problematic content a lot of mm-hmm. the way the argument is presented is not yeah mm-hmm. absolutely <laughs> puffing it up and making it sound like these fictional characters are real is not how you address problematic content Mm-hmm. but there is a valid concern about gross people doing gross things in fan mm-hmm. spaces that's mm-hmm. absolutely a valid conversation but making it sound like we're doing an actual lewd to an actual child mm-hmm. if we write anything that isn't hashtag 18 and up right mm-hmm. that's yeah. not how you fix that problem mm-hmm. that's how you piss off a bunch of 30 plus year old women <laughs> 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 that's all you're accomplishing is making a bunch of 30 year old women mad yeah going back to like fan fiction and stuff sure i've seen something on youtube recently that okay it's in the k-pop space right now and i just k-pop and bl is really closely knitted and i because you guys made it that way (laughs) yeah yeah i can but i can see this coming over to the bl if when people catch a hold of it they've been making sort of videos Mm -hmm. using the lives that the k-pop stars are doing Mm -hmm. and putting their own subtitles to it Mm -hmm. like a fan stuff like that yeah like a fanfic so thing well like a fan cam people have been doing that forever with voice actors we've been doing this forever this is not new (laughs) again go back to 2010 super hula (laughs) look at any interview that benedict cumberbatch is in Look at any Supernatural <laughs> panel. Look at any Doctor Who panel. We've been doing this forever. Yeah, but they've been revoicing the clips then, right? So That was less common because none of us had microphones back in the day. Right? But like this practice is not new. Yeah, mm-hmm. because they are leaving like the voices on or, or whatever. And because mm-hmm. they're speaking in Korean, Korean. like obviously they we just don't put know whatever they're saying. So they, they just want. put subtitles in it. Mm. yeah people use that for amvs all the time Mm. yeah this is true yeah like again i'm blown away by making it sound like all of this is brand new it's not (laughs) 
This is what fans have been doing. I've never seen it before. <laughs> okay, that's where it is. Okay, sorry. Like I'm not. I'm not trying to give you a hard time. But yeah, it's no, like, no, no, no. So you mean that thing that fans have been doing forever? Mm-hmm. Like, no, this is not a new practice at all. It might get some updating because now we have mm-hmm. technology. Yeah. Well, we've been doing fan cams, AMV, hell, like the abridged series, Naruto mm-hmm. abridged, Yu-Gi-Oh abridged. We've been doing this forever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I get it. To teach I... you American fandom, we need to give you a crash course on American <laughs> fandom. Let's first, it. let's first start with a body pillow of a questionable anime character. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just take you to an anime con here one day like, and my give you the full experience. Like, I have like this small like pillow. It's really, really small. Of oh no, of, it must be full size. Uh, K-pop. and my boyfriend hates it oh no okay he throws it up the bed all the time we need to get you the full-size one that has a little lump where the dick would be we need to get oh wow yeah okay i'm sure your boyfriend will love that i'm sure he would love that (laughs) yeah we need to get you like a six foot tall pillow of an of an animated cartoon man with a hard place right in the front that's what you need oh, but honestly all the weird shit men have in their probably bedrooms then i mean might as yes. well why yeah. not me why yeah. can i have my anime dick pillow yeah i'll make you a yaoi paddle no we need to, we need to give you a crash <laughs> course in a, we need to make you a crash course in a american fandom because yeah like you're describing things that we've been doing forever like, that's so funny i i think it's for me like in norway especially i feel like like this isn't something we can talk very open about any of it mm-hmm. just because norwegians are very blunt about stuff they don't like and they they will be very judgmental and Americans are too like like that's universal it's called the internet We're, that's yeah. all that's all we do is be yeah so i i just i haven't had anyone to share my hobbies with we literally have a <laughs> podcast with other fujin before like what are you talking about you literally have a show with other fujin i don't know what you mean yeah but like that i started that like eight months ago <laughs> before that like i'm 32 i've had a lot of years with you've had, bl i you've started had many when years i was 14 in the i see in the darkness you've had many alone years in the in bl the darkness. darkness oh man that just yeah. sounds kind of nice i've seen a lot of things i shouldn't have <laughs> because i was not in the darkness I've seen a lot of things that I shouldn't have. I've written a lot of things that I probably shouldn't have. At a young age, yeah. (sighs) Yeah. But I will say this, like, I've learned... to the internet. (laughs) I've learned more about everything from the moment I entered the fandom. Yeah. Kind of before I was on my own. had more exposure to different people and experiences and stuff like that. Yeah. And especially after the podcast. I've I've learned so much just having guests on the podcast. I've gotten so much more information and gotten, I feel a lot better about myself, actually, after getting all of this in. Because I was ignorant before. I was ignorant about everything. I didn't feel good about myself because I didn't think that it was okay somehow. Mm -hmm. Like, I couldn't talk about, like, if you have something you really like and you can't talk about it to people, then... You feel, like, shame, kind of. Yeah. There are some so... things that I deserve to feel shame about. <laughs> <laughs> there are some things my friends don't need to know. 
Yeah, yeah, I I agree on that. <laughs> there there is some fanfic I'm willing to share. There is some and fanfic others will that will live be- alone in your yep. folder forever. No one needs to know about that, and that's yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, I do have some of that too. <laughs> yep. Well, I think that's super interesting because I was a little bit curious because we started actually writing fanfic around the same age, you and I. Mm. But my experience has been so radically different, but because when you think about when I was doing that, I'm only a couple of years younger than you, mm-hmm. or I'm a year younger than you. Mm-hmm. I had one American fandom and two, the internet. Yeah. yeah. So I was doing all of this at the peak, at the very mm-hmm. start of internet fandom for the mm-hmm. West, especially in the boys' love space. Mm-hmm. I was there. I was one of those, like during the first night to watch, posting stuff on Zanga, on Quizilla. Oh my God. Like, I, yeah. I was know there. Fanfiction.net. That, <laughs> that was me. Yeah. Oh my God. I was in the Vanguard. So it's so interesting for me because when you start asking those questions, like, oh, you mean that thing that we've been doing for 20 years? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, but that makes sense. You didn't wasn't have the a same thing socialization. For you. Yeah. But I think there's a lot of people coming into the space now that don't know. Well, they don't know because of ignorance. They can know. They choose not to. Yeah, but then again, okay, where do you find that information? You ask someone. (laughs) If you don't have anyone to ask. Where? (laughs) What internet space is there someone who's not willing to answer you? Well, you know. What rock are you shouting on where no (laughs) one is replying back? Well, I mean, if the problem if, is before not- I entered the Discord server, mm-hmm. I I was on Twitter, right? Which is but, Yeah, you do not ask questions on Twitter unless you want to be harassed. <laughs> but I didn't say Twitter. No, Did I say Twitter? Where, where do you go if fucking <laughs> anywhere? <laughs> I don't know where to go. Discord, <laughs> Tumblr, AO3. <laughs> is not ignorance it's arrogance right it's not wanting to ask your elders Mm -hmm. it's not wanting it's like the queer community in the u.s right now Mm -hmm. baby gays don't want to ask the elders who have answers about not fucking using duct tape to bind stop using duct tape for christ's sake Um, (laughs) they don't want to ask their elders they think that they can Mm -hmm. just google everything and yes while google is a great tool it does not have human context behind it Mm mm-hmm Google is not going to tell you what detergent is best for cleaning semen out of your hole after pride. Oh, Lord. Google doesn't have that. specific. Your friend has that. Right. Yeah. And it's, and it's actually just called taking a hot shower and praying. Mm. But I do think, like, I just didn't know where to go. I just didn't know who to ask. I was embarrassed. And I, mm. I didn't feel safe anywhere and i re- and i respect that attitude a lot more than i respect like the youths right mm. now who are running around essentially just trying to play fuck around and find out mm. <laughs> so i have a lot more respect for you acknowledging that hey there's a lot of stuff that i don't know and mm. i'm not comfortable with that mm. versus i have the power of google and spite on my side let's <laughs> yeah so i yeah ask people like, yeah. especially if you're coming at it humbly and chill, just ask folks. Like, we have mm-hmm. the cool thing also about fandom is that we're inherently all very narcissistic. Right. Yeah. None of yeah. us would do this if we didn't want attention. Mm-hmm. Cosplayers, <laughs> cosplayers don't spend months on an outfit to not be noticed. 
Right. I'm yeah. not wearing three pairs of tights and a blonde wig dressed as a man for you not to say something. <laughs> right. Just ask. If you mm-hmm. see a fanfic and you have a question about it, mm-hmm. ask. Oh my God, I would kill if people ask more questions about my fanfic. Right. Mm-hmm. Ask me shit. I'm literally the author. <laughs> Do you have any idea? how much easier life would be if we could just dial up the author there'd be no english Mm -hmm. class Mm -hmm. it's like hi what did this butterfly mean i don't know it was high as shit okay (laughs) the end the end oh i thought the butterfly symbolized death nah man i was just high (laughs) that's what you wanted to symbolize i was just really really high it's like okay cool thanks there'd be no more essays yeah like just ask us Mm -hmm. talk to us yeah i I totally get that Yeah, yeah i I completely get what you're saying and I just think I personally and I think a lot of people have been afraid to ask yeah it's there's this really big fear about if you ask is it the wrong question to ask are you getting cancelled for your ignorance and like I think a lot of people need to be more because a lot of people come a little strong off if someone asks them something and they perceive it as their intentions as bad when asking the question, they take it automatically as a bad thing without considering that that person is actually just asking a question. It's but that's not- the responsibility of the asker. I'm going to make this about Harry Potter one more time. Think about Buckbeak the hypocrite. Mm. If you, you have to bow and approach him with respect. Right. And I'm not saying that every person needs to kowtow to people. Mm-hmm. But again, you're talking on the internet. I have mm-hmm. no context, no subtext. I have nothing for you. Right. So if you just come out of left field, what's it like being a black? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to come yeah. at you sideways because I don't have any context. I don't know mm-hmm. you. I don't know what your intentions are. I can't read your mind. I can't, mm-hmm. you know, matrix look between the code and see that you're just genuinely mm-hmm. trying to help. All mm-hmm. I see is a statement and it seems sus as hell. Yeah. Which means, yeah, disproportionately, unfortunately, I'm coming at you sideways. Right? Yeah. Like, I think you have to approach it like that as well. Mm-hmm. To have yeah, a breakdown in communication, that has to go both ways. Yeah, yeah. I absolutely agree with that. Like, it's mm-hmm. about having mutual respect, even though you don't know the person. And there's not enough on that off that on the internet <laughs> right now. There's not enough of that in certain spaces. Mm. Mm. I know, like, at least for me with the Yahweh Shelf, I've done my best to build a community that is respectful, yeah. that is critical, that is analytical. Mm. And that can have rigorous discourse because that's what I grew up with as a fan. All of fan culture is based on this elaborate naval metaphor that I think is amazing. You Mm -hmm. have cannons, you have ships, you have shipping manifestos, your cannons protect your ships. But it is rooted in fucking combat because that's what we did. We Mm -hmm. attacked each other's ships. We never attacked each other. Mm -hmm. But we were constantly blowing holes in each other's ships. Where is your cannon? Where is your proof? Where is this? We Mm. were always doing that to each other. Mm. But we were never talking ill of the other person. Mm -hmm. And even if we didn't agree, there was a mutual respect and understanding that we were all putting in the same level of work. Right. Because we were all in the same ocean together. It was like one piece, but it had a plot and it was Mm -hmm. going somewhere. Mm Mm-hmm. We were all boats in this giant ocean together. And even if we exchanged cannon fire, that was at the boat, not at the people on the boat. Right. Mm -hmm. So there's spaces for that. 
you have to make them yourself. Mm -hmm. You are responsible for your internet existence. Mm -hmm. If you can't tell, I'm a social media manager by day. (laughs) You are responsible for your social media existence and experience. So you have to work on building those spaces. And I will talk to my audience the best I can with this. Mm -hmm. I love that I've been able to build that. Mm -hmm. I love that the Yahweh Shelf has been a community that consistently can rise to that occasion. Mm -hmm. I'm so proud of them for that. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the kind of space we want here too. We're working on it. I hope that's what it is for people at least. (laughs) Yeah, I think like we really want to have a space where people can be open about their thoughts without Mm -hmm. like feeling they're wrong or just the whole thing that you can disagree with someone without mm. hating each other <laughs> i mean then maybe it's, it's important fine. to teach the kids this naval metaphor mm. yeah for real i think you you have to teach them the old ways which mm. is we are all on ships but we aren't attacking each other it's mm. not about firing your cannon at another sailor that's not what we're here to do your cannon defends your ship. Mm-hmm. It does not defend or attack against other people. Mm. That's never what we were trying to do. That's never yeah. what we meant to do. So, and I think it's important to remember that again, like this was rooted in combat. This was yeah. all rooted in poking as many holes into each other's shit as possible. Mm-hmm. Fanfic was the most commented on thing on the internet for so long because Mm -hmm. people didn't agree with you all the time it wasn't vapid you're doing great sweetie it was where the (laughs) fuck did you pull this from if you're looking for plump lips that last you need to know about juvederm lip fillers with juvederm volbella xc and juvederm ultra xc your lip look whether it's subtle or bold can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at juvederm.com today that's j-u-v-e-d-e-r-m.com add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with juvederm volbella xc or juvederm ultra xc do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. The secret to visibly firmer, summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dull, dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Rich yet never greasy, Andaria Algae Body Oil is formulated with sustainably sourced seaweed to help replenish the skin's moisture barrier and seven nourishing active botanical oils for results you can see and feel all over. The best part? It's signature scent. A blend of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. This all-natural scent is unforgettable. Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code GLOW. 
ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Are you a reality TV junkie? Do you ever think, dang, I wish I had someone to talk to about all the trash TV that I watch? Well, look no further, garbage lover, because Reality Gaze is a podcast for you. Hello, I'm Maddie. And I'm Poodle, and we're the Reality Gaze. We talk about all your favorite unscripted shows like The Golden Bachelor, Love is Blind, and TLC's big, messy behemoth, 90 Day Fiance. And if you're driving to work, folding laundry, or just pretending to listen to your husband talk about sports, just put on the pod, and you've instantly got two gay besties spilling all the tea and reading these people for filth. So come at us, y'all. Find Reality Gays wherever you listen to podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com <laughs> It was what Where's the great, roof? Yeah. What what fucking narcissistic crater did you pull this half-assed idea from yeah yeah I've had and that comments made me a stronger fan i mean mm. the gatekeeping was awful and i hate it yeah but now there's very little that people can say to me that's going to make me feel insecure about my fandom mm. or my fan experience true i miss having those kinds of conversations like especially when it comes to like fanfic and fan culture i actually just recently started writing fanfic again so nice. it's been nice to like do that because I took Same, a really, yeah. really long break. Well, no, I never stopped writing fanfic. I stopped publishing fanfic. Mm, uh, right. There's a started- huge difference. Yeah. 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 But I started publishing again and I really like it and that's it makes awesome. me happy again. Mm-hmm. And so far, no one has called me problematic, but that's also because they haven't seen the real shit. So, <laughs> so far, no one's called me problematic. Yeah. Yay. Yay. <laughs> but I'm mostly writing about dead fandoms anyway, so nothing matters. <laughs> no one's paying attention (laughs) yeah awesome well we've been talking for like forever um so i I don't have anything to do but write fanfic and eat pizza (laughs) yeah it's starting to get close to midnight here so you gotta go to sleep (laughs) yeah Yeah. go to bed oh my god i have to get up with the kids tomorrow so yeah you have a valid excuse (laughs) do you have anything you you want to plug yeah, the Yowie Shelf is on hiatus right now, but we come back hopefully sometime in September. You can find me at IGMA most places or at Amanda Actually if you want extravagant think pieces on media, including t- but not limited to Animal Crossing, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and occasionally long-winded soliloquies about trauma. Nice. Awesome. We'll put all your links down in the description too so people can click and find you really easily. Yay! Yes. So thank you everyone for listening. Make sure to follow us on social media so you'll get updates whenever we have them. And join our Patreon for early access to episodes, behind the scenes, and an exclusive Discord server. Yeah, and like and subscribe to the channel and comment. It does help a lot. And we will see you again next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.